0: Hello and welcome to Cumber Baptist Church Podcast. The following is taken from our morning service, Sunday, 29th of September, 2019. This morning we are joined by Henry Kapper, who takes his reading from Romans, chapter 1, verses 14 to 17, and brings us a message entitled, Why Be Ashamed? Those guys are applause. Thank you very much. That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, I should say in regards to, to the harvest, if you can bring uh, canned f- foods, we're not really so much looking for, for perishable um, goods, um, fruit and vegetables, it's more uh, canned tins, so we can uh, be able to pass that on to, to the food bank, things that will be able to, to last, that have a good um, sell-by and expiry uh, date, uh, please, please take that in mind thank you to the guys we're going to be looking at really just a uh, one verse in particular from romans chapter one and it's verse 16 but we'll be spending a little bit of time in and around it as as well i wonder if you have an embarrassing story now everyone in this room i think can nod their head to that i think each of us have that that embarrassing story fixed into our minds were it was just a moment of humiliation now don't worry i'm not going to ask anyone for that embarrassing story if you want to talk about it afterwards to have her sit beside you go on ahead sometimes it can be funny sometimes uh, it depends on who you are you, you really don't want to share that story sometimes you, you don't mind sharing that story i'm in the, the latter category uh, i don't really mind talking about my moments of, of utter foolishness uh, i've had many an embarrassing moments in my life i'm sure you have as well one uh, the embarrassing moments which i actually don't remember i need reminded of because i was i was that young was once i was in in primary school and i went to a small primary school Went to a country primary school there's barely a hundred people in in this school and i was in i was in uh, primary two and I was very, very keen one day for PE. I was very keen, very keen for, for PE. I could not wait till till I was able to get changed and go to the sports hall and do whatever it was. I think we were doing gymnastics, so I'm told, so I'm led to believe. Uh, to do gymnastics that day had had my plimsolls on i was ready had everything good i i got changed and i just like everyone else i i went into the the into the sports hall and within a few moments my my teacher had to take me to the side and had to bring me out of the of the sports hall because with with the all excitement that was going on in my head i had forgotten to put on any shorts and I was just standing there in underwear I had completely forgotten and I had just as you do completely forgotten to put on shorts and was standing in my underwear but thankfully I was primary two, so that kind of behavior is somewhat tolerated can I say even expected from from a uh, six seven year old so that, that it's 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 embarrassing but it'd be a lot more embarrassing if I was if I was much older I'm sure we all have that embarrassing story. Maybe that story where we can get a few laughs at. Maybe, maybe it's a story we're not overly proud of. Maybe it's, it was an unfortunate event or situation. Maybe it was something that you did uh, intentionally. And, well, that changes from embarrassment to, to actual, to shame. Where you're not too happy to talk about something. You know that you made a mistake and you had to live with it another story from, from my childhood was and maybe many people can relate to this one was uh, playing uh, football and playing football against um, the, the house just kicking the ball against against the, the the well we had pebble dash which i really shouldn't have been doing anyway on our on our house and uh, one shot went askew and I, I smashed a window and you sort of have that awkward moment where you sort of like did anybody see this am i going to get away with this and I realized quite quickly, well, I have to go and confess. I have to go to the mom and dad and I'm gonna to have to say, I've, I've smashed a window. And they were obviously very annoyed, very angry with me. I shouldn't have been playing football in there, in that area in the first place and now I've broken uh, a window. We have to live with, with those mistakes. They, they, they come with us. Maybe that's a bit of a trivial example, but we can think of times where we have, we have really messed up. We've made a mistake. And we have to live with the consequences and and shame can come upon us we regret doing that and we don't want people to know about what has happened though there is a difference between being embarrassed and and feeling shame being embarrassed is is much more than just maybe a one-off mistake where you just sort of it just happened it was a bit of a coincidence or it was just an embarrassing slip-up shame is 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 deep-rooted it's, it's connected to who we are, something we associate, maybe people that we associate and identify with. And in, and in the words that we have just read, particularly the words that, that Joel read to us, we've read the words by the Apostle Paul, famous words, and he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. They're famous words. I'm going to say many of you have heard those words before, but what do they mean? What does that actually mean? And what is Paul actually communicating? What is he saying with these words? Well, maybe you hear that on a couple of questions. Maybe a few thoughts start to run around in your mind and what is going on. And one question might be this, and it was a question I had once I initially came to this verse and this passage. And to these words, is like, why would Paul feel the need to say this? Why would he feel the need to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel why is Paul not ashamed of the gospel the gospel which is the good news of of our Lord and Savior it's about Jesus Christ and what Jesus has done for us the gospel meant the world to Paul, I don't know if you know much about the Apostle Paul and who he was and a little bit of his life story, but once we just take a, a moment to consider who he was, we get a sense of how much the gospel meant to him. Paul was a man who once was breathing murderous threats against Christians. It was his job to try to exterminate the Christian faith as it was, as it was rising up. He hated Christianity. He hated Jesus and the message that Jesus offered. But as you'll know, Paul had a quite incredible transformation. Once he actually met Jesus, he was face to face with Jesus and had a real encounter with him. Everything changed for Paul. And Paul was, was, became a follower of Jesus. Once trying to stop Christianity, now he tries to, to bring it up and try to rise it up. And we owe Paul so much gratitude as he as he writes so much of the the new testament and he writes this book that we have in the book of romans paul would become really the first missionary and maybe the greatest missionary ever paul felt the need to share this to say this statement because he knew that the gospel though it though it's it's good news has the power to change and transform it transformed his life But he also knew that the gospel could offend the gospel offended him he hated it he had no time for it he wanted to stop it he didn't want this people knowing about this or hearing about it he knew full well from first-hand experience that the gospel the good news of Jesus can offend people and we all know that to be true today Paul Paul never lived a, an easy life. He didn't become a Christian and he lived his best life now. He had a very difficult life. Wasn't easy or comfortable. He was often shamed, he was ridiculed, he was abused, he was imprisoned and, and so much more. And the reason why he did all those experiences came upon him was because he shared the gospel. He talked about Jesus, went from place to place talking about Jesus. Paul felt the need to share the gospel because he knew it was the power of God unto salvation, as our verse says. People needed to hear it because people were dying in their sin. Paul believed that this was God's message to the world, and it was his job to share it. So we get a little sense of well, the, the, the earnestness of Paul in, in verse, and just the magnitude of why and the weight of what he wants to share with us. In, in, in regards to his own responsibility, in verse 14, he, he is under ob- obligation. In verse 15, we read that he's eager. He has a real desire to share the gospel. And then as we have focused on verse 16, he is not ashamed. He has an no obligation, he is eager, and then he is not ashamed ashamed of this gospel and as we as we read verse 14 15 and 16 we see those little things obligation he has an obligation to share the gospel he has the desire and eagerness and he's not ashamed well the natural question is is that us can we answer those questions accordingly do we feel the obligation to share the gospel are we eager do we have a motivation to share it And a difficult question to ask our hearts is this. Are we ashamed of it? Sharing the gospel, talking about Jesus, for Christians, it's it's not an optional extra. It's not just for the the pastors or for the the church leaders. It's it's the whole church. It's for the whole church. Do we really want to share it? Do we have an eagerness? Is there there a deep-rooted motivation within our hearts to talk about jesus or do we sort of just leave that for maybe like particular events or just when it feels comfortable or whenever the stars align and a conversation comes about do we have a real eagerness to talk about jesus maybe we, we feel an awkwardness talking about jesus maybe we don't want to offend people maybe we don't want to harm relationships possibly we don't want to let people form an opinion of ourselves well the the christians they 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 believe in this they do that they're they're against that and we see that as, as negative and we don't want to associate with that so we sort of keep the jesus talk on on the down low we don't talk about jesus and the grace that he offers what i what i want to share and what i want to finish with um, in this brief time together is well how do we how do we overcome this? how do we over how do we how do we overcome shame? how do we feel this obligation and how do we become eager but focus primarily on how do we overcome the possibility of becoming ashamed of the gospel? Well, the solution to the problem is actually really uh, quite simple, and what Paul points us to is the very reason and the very the, the very center of what shames him and it's the gospel that's the solution to this conundrum even though paul himself has been shamed by the gospel his hope and ability to overcome the temptation of being ashamed by the gospel is the gospel the very same message that brings ridicule and abuse and shame gives him hope it's like, it's, it's, it's a strange relationship. For Paul, it is by remembering, by knowing that the gospel, this gospel, this good news is the power of God unto salvation that can help him and steer him through times where he would feel the temptation to reject it and to not live by it and ultimately be shamed by it. So we need to remember, we need to uh, think about two things that come from this verse. And they come from verse 16. And the first thing is that uh, the gospel brings salvation. In one sense, this is, this is rudimental. It's like sort of Sunday school stuff. The gospel, the good news of Jesus brings salvation. And that's, it's just, it's the good news and we can't hear this enough. We need to be reminded constantly of what Jesus has done first, lest that we would become forgetful people as we see time and time throughout scripture and history. We are, we are sinful people. We are broken. We are alienated from God. Scripture makes it crystal clear in regards to where our, our status is and our relationship with God yes we are image bearers of God and we have so many good things and we have common grace but spiritually we we are we are dead and outside of ourselves we would have have no hope but praise God God would not uh, leave us to our own devices in spite of our rejection through the, uh, the first man and woman Adam and Eve that he would set about a plan of unbelievable grace that would culminate that would reach the climactic point where jesus would come he would live the life the perfect life you and i just simply could never live we couldn't do it jesus would live that perfect life and he would be the perfect sacrifice as jesus would hang naked on a roman cross for you and i jesus would take the the sins of of me of you for this entire world upon his shoulder he would take the very wrath of god in those moments he would die, but he would not remain dead. And Jesus would rise victoriously three days later. And Jesus would defeat sin. He would defeat death. He would defeat the evil one, Satan. In that. And once we put our simple faith in Jesus, once we accept of that glorious, that good news that Jesus offers, we have forgiveness of sins. We have a relationship, a right relationship. We are restored in our relationship. Does that make us perfect? No, it does not. But we have relationship with God. We have an eternity secured one day in glory in heaven. The good news brings salvation. And that's just a snippet of it. There's just so much more that could be said. But the second thing that Paul says is that it is for everyone. As Joel read, it's for the Jew and then for the Gentile. That's basically saying it's universal. It's for every single person. The powerful gospel which brings about salvation, it's not limited. It's for everyone. It's not confined to to a particular people group. It's not confined to a particular place or even a particular period in history. It's for everyone. It is universal and it's for us. And it's for our entire world. It's for our families. It's for our friends. It's for our loved ones. It's for the people we don't see eye to eye with. It's for the people that we love and treasure with gospel is for everyone. Paul knows fine well that the gospel, the gospel message is an awakened, futile one. And the very fact that we're sitting here 2,000 years later after Paul had penned these words testifies to that. But it's, but it, it is the greatest and it's the most powerful message that's ever been conveyed. Why is that? Well, the simple answer is that because this message is this, this good news it's, it's not our message mankind didn't make this up we couldn't have made this up it doesn't belong to us it's not we don't own it, it didn't belong to paul it doesn't belong to us but it belongs to god because it's his message it's his message it's his gospel and that's why it has power that's why it has the power to save precious souls so if you're, you're a Christian uh, this morning, this, this, this should all bring freedom to us once we hear this. shouldn't bring us shame upon our shoulders once we think of the, the, the obligation, the desire to share Jesus with other people. shouldn't bring shame on us, but it should, li- it should liberate us when we realize that, that all that we have considered in these few moments this morning, once we truly uh, believe it, We'll not focus on, on other people or maybe what they have to say to us or what they may think about it or the impact it may have on our relationships or potentially our career or our well-being. But we encourage that, that we, have, we have God's message of salvation. That we will not be ashamed of the good news of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we praise God because Jesus was not ashamed of any of us in this room as he would willingly die on a cross on our behalf. I pray that we would all be um, uplifted as we are encouraged once we hear that, and would we be able to put that into practice as we live our lives daily for the sake of Jesus and his good news. Amen. We pray God would bless the reading of his word to our hearts and our minds, this practice as we live our lives.